Hello and welcome to the Highview Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, Associate Pastor here at Highview Church, and today I am joined around the table by two wonderful elder pastor brothers, wonderful guys, hmm. Josh Hildebrandt and Chad Williams. Hey, friends. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm good. Glad to be here. Good. Ready to, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in summer mode. Yeah. Um, it's I feeling, can tell. It's you got a <laughs> tank top on and flip flops, no, no. and it's not true. Yeah, it's not true at is, all. I do have flip flops on. Yeah, you did just come back from the from a uh, anniversary trip. Celebrated, celebrated ten years with wow. my lovely wife. Wow, that's awesome, years. man! Congratulations, does it feel, Josh. I feel like it's been ten years. No, in no. fact, I yeah, thinking about it, I knew you before, right before you met. Kaylee, did, yeah. so. Wow, pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. Time what, flies. What's like one highlight over 10 years of marriage oh that you gosh. can I don't put you on the spot? Oh, my Lord. Better make it a good one. Just, just, spending, just spending every day with the love of my life. Wow. wow. That's good. That's inspiring. That's awesome, man. Y'all have a Kaylee, good podcast. There you go. There you go. We need some music. Something needs to be triggered yeah, there. I was going to say, that's, we need like a. Oh, well, okay, no, not that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Perfect. Very good. Beautiful. Um, no, I mean it's been an eventful ten years. Yeah, like a we've happened. we've uh, had two children. We planted a church. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Lots, lots changed in ten years. That's awesome. But uh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, very exciting. Man, you just announced some happy news as well. Yeah, yeah. They're so fearless host. We uh, we just posted. If you haven't seen it on on uh, our social medias, Victoria and I just announced that we're going to be having a child. So we're awesome. excited. I don't think we have any. Is there is there any uh, sound, effects sound effects for that? No, but uh, I that we can also give a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. I just beat Elden Ring, so. <laughs> well, no, that's a great accomplishment. I thought, I thought we were talking about accomplishments. It's a wonderful like life uh, that, milestone. Yeah, of course. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, what a wonderful, <laughs> what a wonderful thing. We're all experiencing victories and joys in life. And uh, shiny things over that compared. Oh, wow. So, wow. Well, that's, uh, I think, man, I don't okay. know if that means that that, that is a really, really good game or if, oh, I mean, anyway, I think I just failed. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's a, uh, it's a good time. Glad to be back around, uh, the podcast mics with you guys. It's yeah. Been a, it's been a while. Been a minute. I know we, uh, we said that a lot that it's, uh, it's every been a while. Time, every we, time yeah. we do these, yeah, we it's, say it's been a minute, a monthly release. Hey <laughs> okay, uh, guys, we're back. Qu- we're back. Welcome back to our quarterly podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we well, are sorry. Already going off the rails here. Um, well, we did want to jump back on and of course, you know, get back in the groove of providing these podcasts. We hope that they're valuable. I know we've had a lot of people mention that they enjoy listening, that they get value out of it. A lot of families and people find us by listening to the podcast. A lot of hate mail about about how infrequent we are with this. That's so. true. That's a lot, true. A lot of, yeah. lot of what's going on. I got a couple of those this week, which is why I was like, let's yeah, let's get yeah. back in the in the groove uh, for yeah. sure. So if you're new listening to Highview Podcast, uh, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. If you're in the West Georgia area, we would love for you to visit Highview Church. Uh, we're in Villarica, um, just over here. And uh, join life. We're about to start some new exciting things on our campus, yeah. and uh, this is going to be a big year for Tom- Highview tomorrow. Yeah, as of to- this recording, tomorrow will be yeah. groundbreaking. Thursday, June yeah. second. second, second, yeah, yeah. It's um, exciting. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, stuff's gonna get stirring around here, and yeah. uh, we need to get one of those um, 
excuse our progress. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the classic church construction signs. For sure. Out there, don't mind us. No. <laughs> yeah. That's Ma- uh, making room for you. There you go. Kind of thing. Yeah. For sure. Thing. I like it. Put a put an order into a a billboard. Well, Lord knows we need space. Yeah, of course. Generally. Lots like of every, wonderful, every, everyone knows that. Lots of wonderful things happening at Highview. We're, we're growing like crazy. Lots of families with kids and uh, wonderful, wonderful things that require some expansion. And I know one of the things we've been talking about is um, to, in order to do what we want to do as a church, we do need to provide more physical space. Uh, but it's because we want to ultimately uh, put ourselves you know, toward the mission of making disciples, right? That's... Uh, something we've been emphasizing here over the last few months. Um, we, it was, when was the introduction of our three year? So we started in January, January of 2022. Starts a three year focus on doing nothing but making disciples and aligning all of our ministries and all of our efforts around making disciples. And what's been cool is, as that's happened, there's been new things that we did not anticipate that have popped out of that or opportunities that we've been able to seize as well. Uh, partnerships in the international mission field. Uh, we have uh, taken on, adopted a church plant in the Dominican Republic, Grace City Church there in Santa Dominga. Uh, we have uh, come alongside uh, Pastor Tim McWhorter uh, and what they're doing with International Leadership Institute in Central Asia, and we've, we're going to be uh, investing there. Uh, things like the women's conference that we had here, which yeah. is a big hit. Um, have you Institute launched this spring? So a lot of discipling uh, yeah. functions that have been kind of like springing out of this emphasis too, which has been cool that we really did not anticipate that this, yeah. at this level, but we've, we've seen more and more of that, which is great. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think also gearing up each one of our ministries to focus on that. We've had some ministry leader uh, events that we've um, planned and put together just to kind of push this vision down into um, you know, every aspect of what we do at Highview, um, from the international mission stuff to the ministry that happens right here. It's all about making disciples. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I know I've, I've used this, I've joked about it since we started this campaign, this three-year kind of strategic vision. Uh, this doesn't mean that we just now started making disciples at year 10. Yeah, I'm glad um, you mentioned that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, appreciate, appreciate that. Um, but, you know, it really, you guys have mentioned as well, there's the possibility and, and definitely the reality, uh, maybe even, maybe not felt by the, the church member level, but certainly by leadership level of uh, mission drift and kind of getting our eyes off the prize a little bit, uh, just because there's so much that we're, we're trying to, um, so many good things to do, right? Yeah. There's so many good yeah. things, um, but they're not the best thing. They're not the main thing. Um, so, uh, Pastor Chad, you kind of were the uh, the one that uh, gave the impetus to this this particular drive and kind of the structure around the spaces and the focuses and all that. Um, can you kind of walk us through what was the what was the thing for you that really solidified this is the direction or this is the 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 ideal kind of vision focus for the moment? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think there were two things that kind of spurred this uh, in my heart um, that circumstantially kind of lined up. Um, one was coming out of COVID uh, was a season for me of just kind of assessing where the church is in terms of its vision and mission and what we're doing and how well we're doing it. And so there's a lot of like introspection and kind of looking at Highview as a whole uh, kind of from the 50,000 foot view, mm-hmm. like how, what are we doing? How are we doing it? And then uh, how, how cohesive is, are these things that we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, because 
as a church grows, um, the the general trend is um, to go in different directions. Yeah, you just have more people with more influence, and they start pulling in different directions, just generally. And, it, and it, you start just doing stuff because you do stuff, and pretty soon you turn around, and you're like, why Why did we ever start doing these things? Mm-hmm. And I felt those pressures, like I felt like that is something that could happen to us. Um, and then the second element kind of circumstantially that kind of led me um, thinking through this and praying about this for a while was, uh, was we're coming up on 10 years. And uh, next year is 10 years. In January yeah. will be 10 years since we constituted as a church and began meeting wow. uh, regularly. And, uh, and so there was a lot from my perspective from my perspective, a decade in pastoring this church, like there's from, you know, like with Pastor Josh from the ground up. Yeah. Um, you you just kind of intimately know it and feel it uh, kind of where it is and, and what it's lacking and, and, and those kind of things. But also you start taking the mission for granted. And so um, it, those two things like post-COVID, coming out of COVID and then the 10-year mark coming up, uh, it seemed like the right time to – uh, really uh, pull everyone together around a common mission and vision again. And and not so much give us a new vision or mission. That's the thing about Make Disciples. There's absolutely nothing new or creative about it. Um, it was more yeah. not about creativity. It was more about clarity. Yeah. Uh, it was good. more about like focusing everyone around, like just really a reminder of this is what we've always been called to do. This isn't a new thing. I went up on the mountaintop for 40 days and came back and here's what we're supposed to do. It wasn't like that. It was like, no, no, no. This is what Jesus says we should do. Yeah. And then, and then connecting what Jesus says we should do to a lot of the tensions we feel uh, in the church and even in, in, in society. So, so for example, so much social upheaval, so much cultural change um, that's really concerned so many Christians. The answer Mm -hmm. is discipleship. Yeah. Like the answer yeah. is equipping. And so all of those things just kind of coming together at the same time, the moment we're in, the moment the church is in, the moment the culture is in, the moment uh, kind of I'm in as a pastor, uh, it just felt like we we needed to pull all of our resources around a common mission and just commit to it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the kind of the push for the discipleship is really a, you know, you could also state it as a push for maturity. And um, one of the things that, you know, was just very um, obvious to us going through COVID and coming through that and feeling like the church was scattered was how easy people, their roots can be uprooted, how easy mm-hmm. people can be pushed over. Sure. And, um, you know, the of course, the mission of the church has always been discipleship. But, you know, as your church grows, you, you got scope creep and you start focusing on this and this and this. And we just wanted to have a concerted effort at um, focusing on growing deep, maturing, um, making disciples um, for when the you know the next storm comes, the sure. storm that you're currently in. Yeah, um, can you remain and can you be steadfast? True disciples can. Yeah, it's good, awesome. Um, so let's get kind of get into an overview. I think what our goal is for the podcast is to do um, some deep dives, maybe some some more intentional conversations, uh, perhaps even like more practically how we want this to be fleshed out among the church and, and give a, a sense to the, to the members and even others kind of listening in what, uh, what practically we're doing with each of these things. So you, you've kind of marked out pastor Chad, some different um, discipleship spaces, things that we're going to be implementing uh, or things that we already have that we're trying to 
uh, clarify and and maybe even reinvigorate, as you uh, re- you mentioned, um, but also some things within those spaces that we're going to be focusing on. So, kind of give us the breakdown of the the structure of the vision. What are we What are we aiming to do, and what's the what's the model? What are we What are we going to be doing? Well, it, it starts with the spaces. So, there, there's really two things that you need to know about the Make Disciples uh, strategic vision. One is spaces. The other is focuses. Yeah. Uh, spaces, as you just mentioned, is where discipleship happens. And so we have kind of one that's central and kind of a non-negotiable part of the rhythms of Christian life, which is worship. Twitter. Okay, sorry. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> um, so you have uh, the first space, which is worship. That's, that's kind of yeah. a foundational space. Um, that's the sanctuary space. That's where uh, we gather together to hear the gospel sung to hear the gospel preached, to see the gospel in the Lord's table and baptism. Um, that is the central uh, kind of uh, focus of the Christian life. Uh, that's the primary space where discipleship happens. Uh, and then there's uh, another space, which is community. So that's smaller expressions of gospel community. Mm-hmm. Gospel community groups would be an example. Yeah. Um, uh, some of our uh, men's and women's kind of cohort type works yep. that happens. Uh, one-on-one discipleship, which, um, you know, like uh, that all of us are engaged in at various levels, mm-hmm. uh, would, it would be included in that space as well. Uh, we also refer to that sometimes as the living room space. So if you have the sanctuary space of worship, you have the living room space. Uh, with community, and then you have the teaching space, and uh, the teaching space is a, is a classroom space. Uh, that is where um, doctrinal content, information, biblical theology, those types of things are taught and and uh, pressed in, and 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 um, mm. instruction happens in that space. And so uh, those three areas, you put them together: worship, community, and uh, the teaching space. Um, each complement each other in different ways. They mm-hmm. kind of round out um, what the other lacks, the other is strong in, if you know what I mean, yeah. in, in that way. Uh, and uh, and so, for example, in the uh, teaching space, that would include things like um, uh, the Highview Institute. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on uh, like Highview like students. Uh-huh. Uh, do you consider that a teaching or community space, both? It's just like games and hanging out mostly. Um, you know, we just, we really want to make, no, I'm it's totally that's kidding. That's, that's not true. That's the, the, no, the worst, the opposite. No, actually. they're hearing lectures on like the holiness of God. In yeah. There. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're having just, it's intense. No, I, I would say it's, uh, we, we talk with our leaders about this quite a bit and primarily we want that to be a teaching um, space right. uh, now, obviously, but there are community, community elements, elements and worship elements. Worship elements, we yeah. do. Yeah, we we have those, um, and, and intentionally we try to to have those. But our kind of ideal is that we are um, helping to to shape the mind of students so they can interact with the rest of their life and, and the world that they're going to be uh, not just engaging now um, as a student in homes and um, but as they go off to college, we want to make sure they're prepared with a biblical worldview and uh, all those things that we're going to get to in a second, but. Um, yeah, so we, we primarily focus in on teaching, but you know, even this summer, I've got a group of our high school guys. We're going to be meeting up on Wednesday mornings, reading through disciplines of a godly young man together. Um, JC Raw. Uh, no, that's uh, goodness gracious, you tested me now. It's um, Ken Hughes. Ken Hughes, that's it. Yeah, okay. Hughes. Yeah. Well, there was a uh, yeah. dos- uh, disciplines of a godly man. But it's something like that by J.C. Rowell. We've gone through it before, and it's an incredible. No, that's book. thoughts for young men. Thoughts for thoughts young men. That's, 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 that's what. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's also excellent, by the way. Yeah. 
Both, both for young men. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Really, really good. So, I mean, you know, there's some ministries like students, for example, yeah. uh, that would have elements of, of all three in different sure. ways and different levels of emphasis depending on the the structure of the service or the, the meeting or gathering or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that that is, that th- those are the three spaces that we're giving ourselves to to make disciples in within our local uh, church. Awesome. Um, what are the ways that we are using those spaces? I mean, we've kind of talked about what examples of those are. Um, as, as far as to engage the members of the church, are these optional spaces? Are these like choose choose one, choose two? Um, how are we going about encouraging people to to engage in these these spaces? So the worship space is that's uniform. That's for for everyone. Matter of fact, that's a part of our church covenant. Is being a part of that space, yeah. right? Yeah. Regularly uh, attending Lord's Day worship gatherings. That's central. Um, and then I would say, obviously, we encourage people mm. to be engaged in the other spaces. The the uh, the challenge is um, how much content and how many different arenas we can offer. Yeah those yep. spaces in. So for example, uh, have you Institute was, uh, 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 met on Monday nights for two hours mm-hmm. and, uh, and not everyone can, can meet in that particular window yeah. of time. Right. So going forward over the next couple of years, the plan is to increase the number of opportunities in both the community space and the teaching space. Uh, so to answer your question, ideally now what's interesting about this is a lot of, I think the vast majority of our, we had 30 plus students roughly in our Hive Institute mm-hmm. class. Yeah. The vast majority of them are actively engaged in gospel community groups. Yeah. Yeah. So there, 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 there does seem to be like a, a kind of a correlation. It's not an either or sure type thing, but, uh, but the goal is to see people regularly spend time in those spaces. They, they may be in a season where, it's worship and it's a class that they're taking. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. may be in a season where they're not able to take a class, but they're in community regularly. Um, but we want them to have those rhythms a part of mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. Right. So these spaces too, they, um, they kind of correlate with uh, different, um, you know, important parts of discipleship. So the sanctuary would correlate with worship. Yeah. Obviously the community with fellowship, classroom with teaching, but they also cross over. Right. So mm-hmm. within the sanctuary space, you're also experiencing fellowship and you're also experiencing teaching. So uh, in a roundabout way, each one of them touch on each one a little sure. bit, yeah. um, but they have their primary focuses. Yeah, because I would certainly say that those who participated in the Hive Institute class grew together as a community. Right. There was, right. And there was worship yeah. as well. You know, when you're hearing someone hearing, teach and you hear a new truth about God, your heart, <clears throat> excuse me, rises in worship. That's, that's very true. Very true. Um yeah, so I think obviously, you know, it's easy to to like look at these categories and think, well, you know, I really enjoy uh, going to my gospel community group and maybe, you know, I want to skip out on the class or, or I really enjoy the class. So maybe that doesn't mean need I, you know, mean I'd really need to be in church on Sunday. Like we do see these as all all of them are important. We do, as you mentioned, uh, the worship space really is the cornerstone, like the one that we want and, and really would require every member uh, to be invested in, be a part of. And I um, think one of the reasons for that is yeah. it's the one that embodies all three the most. Can, yeah, right, yeah, for sure. You know, there's community, there's fellowship, there's teaching, there's worship, all Definitely. in that Sunday morning yeah. experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to be well-rounded if you miss that one. True, very true. 
So as we invite people into these spaces and the different opportunities that we have, and as we add more opportunities, what are the things we're focusing on? Uh, you mentioned we have five focuses. Um, what are those? What are those things, Josh? You you remember those five focuses? I got all five of them, man. Okay, let's go. Pop quiz on the pod, a pod quiz, if you will. Pod quiz. Biblical worldview. Okay. Yep. Biblical studies. Yep. Theology. Spiritual growth. Church on mission. Let's go. Boom. Nailed it. Fantastic. Pastor What's Chad up? has been pop quizzing the staff at, uh, we haven't in a while, but the, the staff meetings is like, you know, if we, if we're going to be talking about these things a lot, we need to make sure that at least the top level, uh, we know knows them and, and is yeah. invested in them. Well, my and, memory yeah. is, is solid. So and everyone that knows me, you're knows super that great. I, I don't forget things uh, easily. Yeah. So those just rolled out. No problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but as we uh, as we talk about these five focuses, um, these are things that you know. Uh, even coming to times like a sermon, you know, we're going to hear multiple of those focuses. Many of the, so how how are we focusing on the focuses, Pastor Chad? What does that look like? Man, that's a really good question. Um, well, one way speci- specifically is highlighting different focuses uh, in our preaching. Um, so for example, uh, pastor Tyler just preached from one of our, on one of our focuses, uh, that we had, uh, uh talked about wanting to, to spend a week on, uh, and yeah. that was uh, spiritual growth. Yep. So you, you spent a, a sermon on spiritual growth and kind of how that works and, mm-hmm. and unpacking that. Um, so obviously featuring it in that way, another way is through things like curriculum, uh, mm-hmm. selection, planning, kind of how we're going about, um, for you, like uh, maybe if I can flip it around, sure. how do you, so uh, selecting curriculum or picking what you're going to teach uh, for, uh, for students, mm-hmm. like overseeing that process yeah. with your leadership team, like how, how does, how do the focuses inform that? Yeah. Like, so as we've, we've sat down and talked through what it is we're going to be walking through with the students. Um, these have been really helpful categories to make sure we're being pretty well-rounded, you know, with what we're teaching because it, it's very easy for a student ministry specifically to just kind of hit on biblical worldview or even like spiritual formation or growth, like um, read your Bible, you know, do <laughs> do right, these things right. kind of um, and miss like anchoring those in theology or uh, just overall well-rounded biblical study, you know, of either an Old Testament, New Testament book, helping them grasp the Bible. Um, so really trying to sit down and make sure we are, um, hitting all those things. And we really, in the first kind of few months of the year, we've really been going on in on theology and talking about who God is, uh, who the person of Christ is, his work, and what that, uh, those elements kind of how we anchor ourselves in those things. And then this summer, we're really going to be hitting the biblical worldview piece uh, by talking about different issues that are like really kind of key for their age and like things like submitting to authority and how to handle technology and um, different different things as far as um, you know, thinking about even world issues like gender and sexuality and mm-hmm. all those kind of things. So, right. um, you know, we want to make sure that we are um, kind of we've mentioned the, the word well rounded. You know, we want to make sure we're hitting on all those things. Um, then in the in the fall, uh, you know, we'll probably choose either like church on mission and make sure they understand what it looks like to be a part of the church as they're coming back in, into the school year and you know those kind of things. So it's helpful to to make sure we're, we're teaching, um, and discipling them in all those areas. Yeah. I think the original, the original list that I came up with for the focuses, I think there was like 13 focuses. Oh, wow. 
and then kept kind of pushing them into each other and getting it down to eventually five. And and the, the question was that I was asking myself was like, what do disciples, what do mature, deepening disciples of Jesus need to be taught? Like yeah. what do they absolutely have to be taught? Yeah. Um, and then theology was obvious. You can't be a deep disciple of Jesus without being rooted in sound doctrine. That's, mm. that's clear. Uh, biblical studies, you need to know the Bible. You need to know how it's put together. You sure. need to know um, how the books are presented, so on and so forth. You need to know your Bible, not just know the content of it, but know the structure of mm-hmm. it. That's the difference in theology and biblical studies. Spiritual growth, you need to have a robust spiritual life. You need to yeah. uh, be someone who's given to the, the disciplines of the Christian life, such as uh, gathering together, Prayer actually it sounds like you're incorporating that into the community piece with the the young men. Yeah, that you're discipling. So you got that right. and weaving that in as well. Right. Yeah, uh, within the context of community in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at biblical worldview, obviously, uh, every Christian needs to be able to see the world through the lens of Scripture and not Scripture through the lens of the world. Yep, we need to yep. be able to process what we're interacting with uh, on a daily basis in our culture, and then the church on mission which is really important one. And I'm looking forward to, I'm actually, um, I was actually putting together some notes for a sermon I'm going to do later this year Mm -hmm. on the church on mission. But that is simply the church on mission is another way of saying every disciple needs to know what a church is and what a church is called to do. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So it's really uh, ecclesiology and missiology combined. Mm -hmm. Uh, And every deep disciple I know loves the local church. Yeah. And is engaged in this mission. Every single one. And so I never want that to feel like a, an add-on to yeah, the end. It's really not. Definitely. It's central to disciple making. And uh, and so from from our perspective, from like a top-level perspective, as we're looking at this as elders and pastors and staff, um, looking at how we can weave these focuses into yeah. what we're teaching. Um, and and I, I try to hit on these five things uh, every week when I preach in some way. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it's even if it's just kind of an aside, yeah. Um, I try to at least address something there. Uh, I don't. I'm never going to bend the text to say something I want it to say because I need sure. to talk about the church on mission or something. But sure, I look for opportunities to pastorally encourage the church in that way. Yeah, that's actually I was going to mention. Um, even as preparing for preaching, like doing sermon prep, being able to like look at whatever the text is and use those categories for whether it's like the observations from within the text or even applications of, of the text thinking about, okay, what does this have to say about the church on mission? Yeah. Uh, of course, if it doesn't really say anything explicitly, then you don't want to like force it or, you know, kind right. of shove it in there. But yeah, I think it's been really helpful to, to even as I'm reading scripture to say like, Oh, okay, that's clearly presenting a, a very key theological principle or some way we need to be seeing the world. So that's even a helpful tool for, for studying scripture. Right. One of the things I've uh, kind of added to my sermon prep routine is I don't do this at the front end, but at the back end I do. So I find mm. if I'm like Chad said, you don't want to force any of these on the text necessarily. Right. And you, you know, I might be scanned one way. Right. But what I, what I will do is after the majority of my sermon is kind of on paper, I go back and read and I look for these categories. Mm-hmm. And I found that most of the time they're always all in there. Sure. Like, cause yeah. th- these are the things the scriptures are teaching us, you know, right. these things are in there. And then that just gives me a little bit, um, some application points, how to push this, you know, to the hearts of the people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really cool. I would even say, I would encourage the members of Highview as you're doing your own Bible reading, be looking for these things for the five uh, focuses. And uh, really that would even help you to be a disciple maker as you're walking other people through scripture. You can help them identify uh, what these things are, 
uh, what they look like, how to find them, and that they actually are important right. to and, the and listen believer. to the sermons too yeah. for these things. You know, yeah, come, come up to a pastor and say, "Hey, I noticed mm. here was biblical worldview this section of the sermon." We're gonna we're gonna issue little tally sheets mm-hmm. to you can like <laughs> see when did, when did you hear uh, different things. Well, and, and Josh is our pastor of ministries yeah. overseas. Um, the ministries of the church that would implement this. I mean, what from your perspective, like how do you how do you lead leaders to weave in these focuses from, from where you're sitting? Right. So I think one of the main things that's been important with this, you know, Tyler mentioned we haven't just started making disciples. So yeah. this is, we haven't just started leading in ministry with biblical worldview and these things, but we are bringing our focus to it. And, and mm-hmm. it's more to keep us on point, yeah. not to point to something we haven't already been pointing at. Right. right. And right. so one of the things that I think has been important is just raising uh, these subjects to each leader and saying, mm-hmm. as you're considering new ministry and new direction, put it through this filter. Um, and so I, I think it, it has been helpful just to keep people on track directionally. Mm. Would have been been one good. of the major things. Yeah. Um, it, definitely thinking about these categories and things, you know, I would say personally, uh, I can see myself if I'm not being fed the other areas, you know, I, I think every Christian, maybe even every church, would try to like emphasize one over the other. Maybe um, a church or a pastor or uh, an individual Christian would would be more passionate about theology, um, and but not as passionate about church on mission. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that can create imbalance in in the disciple's life. No um, doubt. Even if theology is a really good thing to know and to understand and to comprehend and to have you know all that figured out. Um, if you aren't balancing that with things like biblical worldview and what it means to participate in a church and uh, what that church should be doing, how to hold your you know other members accountable, um, then again, it, it creates an imbalance and ultimately doesn't fulfill the picture of what the scriptures c- kind of call us to. It's also a way to uh, kind of diagnose your uh, deficiencies yeah. uh, in, in the Christian life. So for example, yeah. um, if you're like, I love theology, but I could care less about the church on mission, you actually don't love theology. Yeah. You actually selectively love some theology. Yeah. Or same way with like... You love bad theology if, yeah, you do, yeah, exactly. if it doesn't push you towards... Same yeah. way with uh, spiritual growth. Yeah. Like if you're like passionate about biblical studies, but you could care less about spiritual growth, you're actually not that passionate about biblical studies. Right. Like because, right. because all throughout the Bible, sanctification and mm-hmm. the pursuit of holiness is something that we see. So... Yeah. Um, and so it's a way to like... It's, it's almost not helpful in some ways to think of them as five separate things. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're so closely linked... Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's a way to, to kind of see where, where there's some holes, maybe in, maybe in your theology or maybe in your, your, uh, or it could be orthodoxy or orthopraxy that's, yeah. uh, that's deficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that's another really helpful thing for the ministry leaders. You know, if, if you're, um, on the worship team, some of these just make a lot of sense immediately. You're having to think about it, but what mm-hmm. if you're running, you know, the soundboard? Yeah, And if you're doing that, to then think through these categories makes you think about your ministry in a very unique way. Hmm. And sometimes it's actually challenging to say, how does this particular thing apply? Yeah, um, And, and that goes back to what Chad's saying. You kind of think about them as a whole as well. But it does challenge us to think about how we do ministry, why we do ministry, what it's mm-hmm. really for. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, any, anything else to throw out as we introduce? I mean, of course, we've been talking about it for five months now, but... Um, what, what else do you guys have kind of for this introductory podcast before we could do any other deep dives in later episodes? What are some kind of final thoughts you guys have about this uh, Make Disciples initiative? I would just add, um, 
this is the most pressing issue in the church today and it's and it's yeah. a lack of discipleship yeah and um we're we're not prepared for the level of cultural upheaval mm. uh, that is thoroughly unbiblical yeah. in the way it, it's oriented and and so um this is an urgent uh mission in my opinion, uh, I feel the urgency as a as a dad. Uh, I feel the urgency uh, as as a pastor, as a as a husband. I, I feel the urgency of this, and uh, and so uh, my prayer is that this wouldn't be seen as something that yeah. we're we're, we're kind of half heartedly committed to, but see it as the the call of our day. Like this is something we must do. Yeah, Amen. And, and then I would just add, I think the the end of discipleship is towards something. Yes, yeah. that we would know God better, mm. right? And so that's that's the ultimate goal of this. And you know, um, it's it's easy to be distracted by all of the other things in this this world and, and to sure. get our attention um, when we when we're not deep disciples. A disciple knows the Lord, mm-hmm. and then the, they have you know kind of laser focus. They can navigate through all the distractions of this world, the the the, um, the pleasures that seek to pull us away, yeah. or the, yeah. the kind of hard times that seek to bring us low, a deep disciple can focus on knowing God. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Um, knowing well, God's a good book, by the way, <laughs> by J.I. Packer. There you go. Yes, um, yeah, so as we kind of close out, of course, you know, that's uh, we're, we're excited about this Making Disciples initiative. Uh, one of the things that, of course, we think are, is extremely valuable is uh, there's, there's a lot of helpful content around these things, a lot of really good books. We've already mentioned a couple in the podcast um, and cu- just curious for you guys, of course, we're, we're here at the front of the summer. Um, Pastor Chad's already been posting books that he's been reading and um, you know, for his summer reading list. What are some recommendations you guys have for the listeners of the podcast or members of our church as they maybe even start this journey or start thinking about this um, idea of being made a disciple? What are some some helpful mm-hmm. resources? Go for it. Yeah, I mean, I would throw out one um, that I'm currently reading right now. It's... Um, by Dane Ortland, it's called Deeper, and it's about growing as mm. a disciple of the Lord. And yeah. his kind of uh, premise on it is uh, growing as a disciple is not about doing more, but going deeper. Mm. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of just started into it, but it's been such an encouraging book. Um, Gentle and Lowly was one earlier this year I read by him, and he's been a real blessing, um, really encouraged me, um, several of his works. So Deeper by Dane Ortland, check it out. Nice. Very good. You could put these in the show notes. Sure. Some links. That'd be great. Of course. Um, okay, so I'm rereading a classic um, this summer. Uh, I'm uh, I'm reading uh, Live Together Hey, uh, by Bonhoeffer. Wow. Let's go. Um, so uh, that probably the, the best book on the local church mm-hmm. uh, I've ever read. Yeah. Um, and, uh, hoping to, to read it with some, some people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a classic. That's uh, that's crazy. I'm actually and, doing that uh, as well. What's up? I'm actually doing the same thing. Seriously? With, yeah. With you, some guys from the church. You're reading life together yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Come Josh, on. get on the, get on board. We're, we're to go. agree. That's, I mean, <laughs> something's, something's happening. I'm over here just getting deeper. Well, why, yeah. why, 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 have you, have you read it before? Oh yeah. I've read it like back when I was in um, college, actually it was one of the books I read as I was like 
sensing my call to ministry and was just kind of learning about the church. And actually, it was two Bonhoeffer books I read, The Cost of Discipleship mm, and yeah. and Life Together. So you know, Bonhoeffer but, is just not real intense and challenging. <laughs> no, he's pretty surface level, very... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're obviously kidding yeah. if, you've, if you've ever read um, uh, I will say this, too. Um, if you're looking for uh, some stuff to fill out your yeah. uh, your reading list uh, for the summer, I... I I actually have a reading list for the summer. I I, I do this every year, um, and uh, it's really helpful. Um, go to um, highview.tv uh, and go to our Make Disciples page. Yeah. So click under is under what about? What's the um, yeah, you can you can type in just highview.tv slash Make Disciples. Yeah, there and, you go. Yeah. Go down to the bottom of the page and you can go to we have a resource tab. Yeah. You can click on. And then you can actually pull up the five focuses and you'll get recommendations for books, from e- from books yeah. for each focus. And I think we're going to be continually adding books to that list as well. So um, definitely check those out. And hopefully this has been a helpful resource as well to you. Definitely want to invite you to share this podcast with your friends and we will do our best to make this a more regular occurrence. Yeah. See you guys in 2023. Yep. Uh, we've done our yearly recording. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, we're gonna do we're gonna do better. We're gonna do more do more podcasts. <laughs> make disciples, make podcasts. That's the, actually that's the next vision. We've been that's so busy making disciples, we haven't it's, been making podcasts. That's so true. That's, hopefully, that's hopefully good. that's true. Um, well, again, we were so thankful that you've listened with us here on the Highview Podcast. If you would go and give us a nice rating and review, and again, share this resource with people that you know that might enjoy it might benefit from it and like i mentioned at the top of the podcast if you're in the west georgia area we would love for you to visit highview church and uh, just join us along this disciple making journey with that being said we will see you in the next one